person than Mr. Joel Robinson. So let's give him a hand. Well, I can see right away there's going to be a problem. We need a cup holder on this pulpit, Pastor. Um, Well, I think I should leave now because I don't think I can follow that up. Thank you very much for that introduction. You sort of took everything I had in my first point away. Um, As he said, I've been sort of the grand poobah, the president, whatever you want to call it, of the board for about three and a half years now. And he asked me to come up here and sort of give a a state of the union or a state of the church address, sort of as a prelude to uh, the financial report that we're going to be releasing in a, in a couple of weeks. It, the financial report will be sort of a summary of what has come in and what we have done for the first six months of the year. Before we get to all that, before we get to all that, uh, Pastor mentioned that I am a geologist, so really this is dressing up for me. So when I, when I talk to my grandmother, I called my grandmother yesterday, it's her 90th birthday, it was yesterday. Yep. Yeah, congratulations, Grandma. I mentioned that I was preaching, and she said on the phone, so you're going to wear a suit? And I sort of paused, and I said, I don't know, Grandma, should I wear a suit? Yes. <laughs> yeah, is that what I hear? Yes. Uh, uh, and, and she said, well, no, just don't wear short pants and flip-flops. So you can thank my grandmother for the, res- the respectful collared shirt and no knobby knees and... Uh, at least decent sandals. Yeah, th- thank you. So, Grandma, I love my grandma. But, as I said, the reason we're up here, we were going to release in the financial report. It's going to cover the first six months of the year. It's going to talk about how we're doing as a church from a financial standpoint. But I want to share how we're doing as a church, how we are growing, and how where we are going. And I knew that for that to happen, a little bit of understanding needed to be out there of who we were. So, of course, if we're going to understand where we were, I went back to 1850, when our church was started, right? Because if you're going to find out who we were, we got to go back to the beginning. And so I started compiling information, and I started rolling through time, and um, we got to the 1975 when we purchased this property and, and started building this, this complex. And I started working through things, and I realized, oh, this is going really well. Oh, but it's going to be well over an hour. And I don't think people are going to want to sit here for an hour listening to me go on. So I jumped ahead in time to a little bit more recent. I went to about 10 years ago because we've seen a lot of changes in our church over the last 10 years. We had a capital campaign. Um, We've seen a lot of physical renovations in the sanctuary, in our lobby, the restrooms, classrooms. We've seen a lot of things grow and change in this church. I mean, we have air conditioning in the sanctuary. How great is that? Um, But it's it's pretty great. I don't know if it gets in there, but it, it doesn't. Okay. Uh, but I, it was still running way too long. So I had to jump further into the, well, at that point, further in the future, closer to now. So I went to about four years ago, four years ago. And that's when um, the board at the time and our pastor at the time, Pastor Rich, recognized that our church wasn't growing in the ways that we should be growing. And they got together, they talked, and they decided that they should, we should bring in a church consultant to look at the way we're doing church to see if there's anything that we could do to change to help us grow, grow into the future. So Dr. Hoyt came in, and he did a series of surveys, of interviews, and he looked at our inner workings of how our church worked and looked at how we did, basically did business, did church. And he came up with a list of prescriptions that if we, if we started doing them and accomplishing them, they would help us move forward. For those of you that were here during that time, you probably remember a few of them. For those of you that weren't, 
I'm not going to go into all the details. You don't need to know all the details. But I'll, I'll mention two. There were two that really caused a lot of big changes in our church. The first was we were supposed to start the uh, search for a new pastor. Pastor Rich, it was time for him to retire, and it was time to start looking for a new pastor. And the other one was we were needed to change the way our church operate. We were going to need to change our governance model, how we did church. At the time, the way we did church, the way our church was led, is you could call it the board, a board-led model. The senior pastor and the staff was responsible for a lot of the administration of the church um, and also for leading the, the youth ministries and the children's ministries and a lot of the, the, the worship. The worship was all led out of the staff. But a lot of the other, other ministries, the small groups and the property and the missions and some other ones, they were all led by board members. The board was also doing the long-term planning. The board was also looking at the health of the church. So there was a lot wrapped up in, in what the board was doing. So moving forward, we have changed all that. So who are we now? Right now, I don't know if you noticed, but a year ago, we hired a wonderful pastor. If you guys haven't noticed, we, we have hired a new pastor. And, and that was a big change. He's not like our old pastor. Um, we have also changed the way we, we, way we do church. We are a staff-led model. So that means the staff takes care of the ministries. They lead the ministries, and they lead the, the church on a day-to-day basis. This allows them to make better decisions, and in many times, faster decisions than the board could ever make, because we, we were volunteers. A lot of us had other jobs. With the board no longer providing day-to-day guidance to ministries, that really freed up the board to look at the long-term planning of the church to look at the health and the vision and do direct oversight of the pastor to make sure the church is growing and, and going the way we want it to go. Now, I say all this because change is hard, especially when things haven't changed for a while. So I want to say congratulations for First Baptist because I don't want to say we've done it because we're in the process, we're still in the process of doing this. But we did, we've done a lot of great things and I think it's important for us um, to build altars to God so that when we look back, we can see where God has blessed us. And so as we move forward, we can rely on those altars. We can look back and we continue to be blessed and know that God's going to carry us on into what we're doing in the future. So we have done amazing things, and God is still calling us to do amazing things. So if anyone has, if anyone, you know, feels I haven't shared enough about how we've changed— or how we actually run things and lead things, please come up and find me after the service. I would love to talk to you about our governance models, our bylaws, our accounting principles, and all those sort of things. And especially because if you're interested in that, I, I got a spot up for you on the board. I would love, love, if you're really interested in that, you can come and join the board anytime. Okay, so that sums up sort of our, our recent past. Um, but who are we today? Who are we right now? And we know that we are a growing, vibrant church, and that's, that's more than a, a feeling. I mean, it is a feeling. We can kind of feel it, but it's, it's more than a feeling because we're measuring it. Uh, the staff and the, board, the, staff and the, st- uh, the pr- senior pastor, right? You're the senior pastor? The staff and the senior pastor, they set goals every year, and they pray over those goals. And the board looks at them. The board prays over those goals. And these, these are goals that we put forward before the church because we want these goals— to be what God wants our church to accomplish. 
and we want them to be God-sized goals. Every single one of them are God-sized goals because if they aren't, if we can accomplish them on our own, then we don't need God to be working. We need to give God room to work in the size of these goals. By following these goals, each one of them is measurable. They have numbers. They have all that sort of stuff to go along with it. Um, by following these goals, we get a good understanding of how our church is growing. We can, we can chart what's going, what we're doing going forward, what we can get better on, and we can sort of gauge the health of our church. Now, measuring, measuring things gets to the scientist in me. I like to measure things. When you measure things, you get numbers. When you get numbers, you get equations. When you get equations, you get charts. I kind of like charts. So if you look up here, if you plug in our financial giving and you multiply it by a church growth, you get this nice blue line. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I forgot to turn off my phone. Oh, it's my wife back in the sound booth. Oh, yes, she's right. Um, you can move past that slide, dear. Uh, she reminded me that uh, it's about the people, not the numbers. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'll move. Pa- I'll move past. I'll move past the numbers. Um, it, people are the important piece, and we are pulling people in. That's what we're doing. We're connecting with people. I mean, that's that's the first. That's the first goal that we have this year is connect new families into the Santa Clara First Baptist. We want to increase our campus attendance. We want to share the gospel. We want to baptize people. We want to disciple people. We want to encourage them to come into our life groups and grow in their spiritual walks. We want, we want to involve you guys in the ministries of this church. We want you to get outside these walls and share your faith with other people. And you may not want this, but we're trying to develop all of you into leaders at some level because we know that leaders are what pull and lead, these, lead a lot of this forward. So I don't want to go into all of them. We don't need to go into all the numbers because, once again, it's not the numbers that are important. It's the people that we're drawing in. But I do want to touch on three, three of the goals that we have connected, uh, have decided on this year. The first one is connecting families. So the focus of this goal is to bring in new families to our church, families that haven't had a long history with church or our church. And so far, this has been working really well because we haven't put on the focus on connecting, saving, baptizing all in one step. We've, we've decided it's a process. It's important to get people in, introduced to our friends, so they can be introduced to Christ. It's a process towards other things. And I want to say praise the Lord because we have connected 14 new families this year. 14 new families, young families have come into this church and have found a home. Now, across, across the nation, yes. Across the nation, churches have struggled bringing in millennial young families. It's been a hard, hard thing to get them in. But we have seen them come into our church. We have seen them stay. We have seen them connect with the children's program, with the, the, the sermons that they have been hearing. The other exciting thing that we have had this year is in and this is, goes to the goal of uh, winning people to crisis. We have had 13 reported salvations this year. Four of them have come from the new families that have come in. So we know that this process of bringing in new families, getting them connected, is drawing them to Christ. 13 new salvations this year. In fact, there was a young woman who came, to, came into our church, and she hadn't 
really had much prior connection to religion or church in general, but she had been trying some churches out in the area, and she, she wasn't connecting. There was too much, I don't know, you would call Bible-thumping. She was feeling too much pressure. But she came into our church. She was drawn here. God brought her here, and she connected with the personal stories, with how God is working into, in our lives, working in the lives of the staff and the pastor, and hearing the Bible being taught from, from right up here. And, and praise the Lord, she is now here and serving God with her life. She has connected and she has met Christ. Now, I don't want to let you guys know that everything is puppy dogs and kittens. Because it's not. There are still a few things, there are still a few, few goals that we're struggling with. We're praying about these. Um, we're giving it a lot of thought. We're asking some questions on how we can do and increasing them. Um, but prayer is the important piece. But the one that I want to talk about this morning is uh, financial giving. We, we, as we grow, we want to make sure that our financial growth is growing as well. And the last numbers that I saw, our giving was down over last year. I think it was about 10% based on last year and where we want to be, be this year. Now, this is not going to turn into a plea for money. They don't pay me enough for that. We have other people who do that, and that can be a sermon all by itself. Um, but what I will leave you with, with is this. God does call each one of us to participate in the ministry of this church. That's both with our time and our gifts, but it's also with our money. Giving to this church, tithing this church, is an important piece of allowing this church to accomplish what God has laid out in front of us. So, working on that giving and coming up with ways of increasing that giving is going to be really important to how we are moving forward. So, how are we moving forward? Who are we going to be in the future? And we've, we've spent a lot of time looking at this also. So there have been two big mottos that Pastor has introduced since he has got here. The first one is, is we want to be, let me make sure I get this right, we want to be a house of we are a house of prayer for all nations. Is that right? Okay, got that one. We want to be a house of prayer for all nations. We want to be praying for our house, and we want to be praying for other houses of God around the world. The other one is we want to be a church that is connecting real people with the real God so that they can experience real love. Now, this is the only way that we're going to be able to affect change in this world, and that's through introducing people to Christ so they can experience love. Love is what drives Christianity forward. That's why we serve God, is because he first loved us. So what are we doing to accomplish this model? What are we doing to connect to people? What are we doing to show God's love to who we come into contact with? Well, our big plan, staff, board, senior pastor, big plan we have for this is called the Vision 2020. And there are two main components to this uh, Vision 2020, and both of them can, can, can sort of be pulled out of Matthew 25. The first one is caring for the poor and weak, and the, the other one is... Oh, no, that's not that. The other one is sharing the gospel. So what are we doing to accomplish these things? If you look at Matthew 25, Christ says, The king will answer, Whenever you did it for any of my people, no matter how unimportant they seemed, you did it for me. So God is calling us to help the less fortunate, to help the hungry, to help the homeless, to help the sick, the orphan, the widow, those that don't have what we have, whatever it happens to be. No matter how unimportant they seem, we are called to help them. And that's what the Hope Fest is all about. 
The Hope Fest is giving people hope through Christ by giving them hope, whether it's them come in and getting a basic health screening, whether they come in and uh, be able to donate blood to help other people, whether it's coming in and receiving free school supplies so that their kids are ready to uh, start school in the fall. Maybe it's getting a haircut so they look nice for the, their their job app, their job interview the next day or their kids going back to school in a few weeks. We want to give them little things, little physical things that allow us to share Christ with them and get them beyond move forward in love. Now, there are a lot of things that need to happen for this thing to go off. We still need volunteers. We need volunteers for Saturday for setup. So Hope Fest is Sunday, August 6th. We need volunteers Saturday on the 5th to get everything set up. There's a lot of things that need to get set up. We still need school supplies so we can hand out the school supplies. We want to help kids with school uniforms. We need donations for school uniforms. And as Pastor said during the, uh, the announcements, we're still looking for licensed hairstylists and barbers um, because you don't want me cutting hair. Uh, the, the other thing that we're looking at, so we're, that's one way that we're helping our local community. The other thing was we want to do missions. Missions bet better than we're doing them right now. We are doing great things in missions. I mean, in fact, we have people from our church helping out across the globe. I mean, it, we have Dana in Africa right now, as was announced. She's helping people with her, her skills as, as, a, as a nurse in Africa. We have sent teams down to Mexico to help build an orphanage, to help work in a church and a VBS. We have a lot of people that are doing great things in missions, but I'm not sure it's a coordinated effort. We want to have a coordinated effort, a goal to send regularly scheduled trips out of, outside of our community, outside of the United States, and allow people to use their own personal gifts, whether that be sharing the gospel, providing medical care, doing construction, giving hugs. If you have a passion for giving hugs, we have a spot for you on our mission trips. And we want these, as I said, we want these groups going out outside of our community. We have things in our local community. We want these things going outside of our community and helping build the, the Church of Christ around the world. So if you have a passion for helping out communities in need, if you have a passion for giving hugs, talk to Pastor. He wants, he wants, to, move the, he wants to build our missions outreach in this church. And he needs a team to come around him and help him move this forward. So the other, the other big topic in our Vision 2020 going forward, the other thing that we're really looking at to help connect people to Christ is sharing the gospel. And we know that a great way of sharing the gospel, a great way of building the church, is by planting new churches. So we have a goal of planting two new churches. As Jesus said in Mark, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. That, that doesn't leave anybody out. That's everybody. And we want to do that through planting two new churches. Now, this goal has been out in front of Santa Clara First Baptist for probably about 10 years or more. We had a vision that we had set a while ago that we wanted to become a church that plant ch plants churches. And it never quite gained traction. But when Pastor Valui came in, he recognized the importance of this to Santa Clara, and he has really wanted to reemphasize this and put, put more, more energy behind it. And work has already begun 
on starting a church. We have a ministry in our church right now that we are praying for, that we are looking for opportunities, that we're putting energy behind, that we, and we, we pray that it will grow into something that can start a church plant a, that comes right out of our church. But that's one. We want two. And I'll be honest with you, I find this one really scary. I don't see how this one happens. But that's okay. God knows how it happens. It does, it's not me. It's not us. I don't know how it's going to work, but God, God knows, God knows how it's going to work. Now, I may not be the most emotive speaker. I may not be the most super passionate person. I'm sure if pastor's up here, he'd be jumping up and down, waving his arms and kicking or, you know, doing something to get you guys. I'm more of the one that I'll come up here, I'll grab the podium, I'll stare at you, and I'll, I'll lay it out. It's hard. We have some big things in front of us. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know how we're going to accomplish some of them. But to a certain point, to a certain extent, that's, that's the way we wanted it. That's what we wanted to happen. And when the board looked at the goals, when, the, the, when we looked at the Vision 20, when the staff created the goals, we wanted them to be big, God-sized. We wanted them to be something that was big enough that we couldn't get done. We wanted to give God room to work. And the only way we're going to do that is if he helps us. And we need to keep moving forward in faith, knowing that he's going to provide. Because he's promised us that, that if we are serving him and doing what he wants us to do, he's going to provide that strength that we need to accomplish his, his plans. Now, I see three things that we need to do, three things that we need to have to be able to accomplish these big plans. The first one is God. The second one is church leadership. And the third one is, is us, all of us in this room. For us to move forward, we need to accept God's challenge that's been put out in front of us. And I know that it is God that's laid this in front of us. And he is calling us to do big things. And I know as a church that we need his support. And I know he's going to give it. And I can see how hard the staff is working, how hard the senior pastor is working, working and organizing things, making sure the ministries are going forward, making sure that God is out in front, making sure that people are put in places that they can succeed. But the real big question is, is are all of we, all of us, ready to, to participate also? Because it's going to take all of us going forward. We all have a part to play in this for us to accomplish these these big things. Now, it may be that you're sitting there and God is already talking to you. He's pulling you in a certain direction. If he is, find a board member, find a staff member, find pastor. I'll be up here. I'll be wandering around. Find me. We want to find a place to plug you in. If, if you want to help out with Hope Fest, let us know. We want to get you connected in. If you want to help out with July 4th, let us know. We'll plug you in. If, if you have too many hugs, you've got to give some away. Let us know. We'll find a place for you to give hugs. Um, if you want to flip burgers at the grill, we'll get you flipping burgers. There are spots in ministries all across this church. There are spots in ministries outside of this church that God has picked out for us to participate in. He wants to see our church grow. He has laid big things out. There's still work to be done. 
Are we ready to embrace the things that he has for us? So as I conclude, or as I just concluded, um, I'd call the worship team up and uh, challenge you that we're going forward. I don't know how we're going to get there. We're going forward, and we do we do need all to come. We do need to come together. So let's lift up this to God and ask for His continuous guidance. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for your good work that you're doing in this church. Thank you for your continued support and strength as we as we move forward. We know that you are here guiding us and directing us, and I pray that you are touching lives in this sanctuary today, that you are laying, laying your hands and your dreams and goals for each one of them individually on us and explaining it to us tonight.